Hello, it's Maggie May. Welcome to the Yellow Stiletto Podcast. I am your host. I am excited to talk to you about something that I think is really important if you are in... Scratch that, I think. It is critically important uh, if you are in business and you are selling anything to anyone. So I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, I care very much and very deeply about my hair. So if I was uh, a target market in a market segment and you were marketing to me, you would be marketing to someone who's, of course, like in the uh, hair products category. So beauty first, uh, then hair, uh, then, then premium retail. Um, and so I get my shampoo and my conditioner from uh, my stylist and occasionally I run out it's a it's a premium brand I can't even pronounce it I always say it wrong but I think it's called Kerastase <laughs> uh, or Kerastase or whatever I'm pretty sure it's Kerastase though so I I like worship this line because I have bleach blonde hair uh, literally, it's it's bleach. It's not like it's blonde dye. It's bleach. I get um, balayage treatments. All of you men are all now completely checked out. But hang in there because it's important regardless of what you sell. Um, and balayage for me with a haircut and tip runs about $250 every four to eight weeks. So we can call that every six weeks. So what's that like? Um eight times a year so 250 times eight so I spent about two thousand dollars on just haircuts and color every year um, and then on top of that my shampoo is $35 my conditioner is $65 so when I run out which I'm going to <laughs> I don't want to buy something that costs five dollars or ten dollars or twenty dollars I need my $65 conditioner. And I'm not necessarily brand loyal. I'll buy any conditioner as long as it's in that premium, you know, $40 and above price range. Um, I am a firm believer of, of good hair products. And as a poor kid, I, I reference my poor kid status a lot because it had an impact on the way that I buy things. So for people who are interested in marketing, marketing to people who maybe have achieved the Cinderella story, not the Cinderella story, grew up, got married, my prince, but Cinderella story, you know, started out in poverty and ended up, you know, in the top 10% of earnings of America, um, top 1% earnings of millennials actually currently, which kind of blows my mind, but that's a whole nother thing. So my spending habits might be a little bit different um, than if all other factors are considered. So I grew up on VO5 shampoo, <laughs> yeah, which is like, you know, a dollar or two dollars. Um, it still is. And it was that price when I was a kid. So it's kind of, kind of interesting. But... Uh, really bad and I had fine blonde hair and my hair was always tangled and I would cry whenever my mom brushed my hair and of course as a child I didn't know that was because we had crappy um, shampoo and conditioner so anyway grew up to 
absolutely love and worship good hair products. So if you have a premium line of hair products, I'm your target market. So I, I also do other things like I buy extensions. When I buy extensions, I buy premium clip-in. You know, they're, they're around $150. Um, and because I won't do tie-in extensions because it will ruin my hair, um, my already thin hair. So I'm kind of like in this like super niche market. But if you were selling something, um, you know, all of those things, like you're selling a, a premium conditioner for people with chemically treated thin hair, I'm, uh, it's me. Hi, I'm raising my hand. Please sell me stuff. <laughs> and not like you, it's like a... A chore to sell me something no I like I'm looking for you like I want to buy your stuff so when you get your niche market um, or niche if you're fancy market defined that's kind of like what you're looking at that that's how you're trying to define your market of like who are these buyers people call that buyer personas or buyer profile so I would be your your buyer persona or your buyer profile. I work very hard. I reward myself with amazing hair. That's it. So, you know, all of those, all of those pieces that I just explained to you about who I am and how I came to be, you know, would all, would all benefit you to know if you were trying to market something to me. So on to the story. <laughs> That's the backstory of the story. Here we go. So it's, um, Two of my three kids' birthdays, they have the same birthday, uh, even though they're three years apart. Um, they're my absolutely wonderful, wild and wonderful stepsons. I have three boys, and my three boys are, you know, the light of my life, and um, they're so much fun, and they teach me so many things about myself on a regular basis. And it's their party, and so, of course, I'm in mom mode, and I'm frantically trying to get everything done before people get to the house, and I'm picking up pizza, because, of course, five-year-olds and eight-year-olds pretty much live on pizza, <laughs> if they had it their way. And right next, and I'm out of conditioner, which is, like, a crisis for me, because my hair is chemically treated, so if it doesn't, if I, I might, and basically the way that my hair looks, if you've seen it in any pictures, is a very careful... Uh, a semblance of various chemicals. <laughs> That's virtually it. So it's a, it's a, it's a, like, it's like baking. If you miss one step or you forget to put the baking soda in, like you can forget it. So I'm out of conditioner. This is a crisis. And I go to get these pizzas right next door to the pizza place is Sally's Beauty Supply. I hope Sally's hears this podcast. So in fact, if you're on Twitter and you tweet this out, please tag them. I love Sally's. Um, I buy um, my hairbrushes from there. I buy my extensions. The one that I was talking about, the very expensive extensions from there. Um, I have a membership there. Great experience at Sally's. Uh, I buy my dry shampoo from there. Yes, dry shampoo. For the men who are listening, there's not only wet shampoo in which you can spend your money on, there's also dry shampoo in which you can spend your money on. <laughs> Think about it of like all the cool things you could put on your car, upgrade on your car. That's basically how I feel about my head. Um, not to exclude any men who really care about their hair, but I'm just trying to include the people who, you know, maybe necessarily don't relate. Or like if you're a fly fisherman and you could have all these different ties, that's exactly it. So... Anyway, so I go into I go into Sally's and I go to the shampoo aisle and I'm looking and I literally like I I 
am looking at the price tags, nothing else. So I'm seeing like $4.99, $8.99, $15.99, $19.99, $19.99, cannot find a conditioner that's more than $20. So I think, well, this is Sally's Beauty Supply. Clearly they must have conditioner that's more than $20. Um, let me go to the front and maybe it's just like in a case or something, right? So I go to the front and I go, hi, um, do you have a, a luxury line? And they go like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's like, do you have like a high end conditioner? Like normally I, I use, um, you know, it's Kerastase or Keratos. Of course, I still can't pronounce my favorite brand, which is hilarious because it's my favorite. And so the woman and I are trying to figure out what the hell I'm trying to say. And she's like, well, we have this one called Keratin. And I'm like, oh, sure, whatever. So she takes me over there and I'm looking and I'm still looking at the price tags and I'm like, this doesn't look right. So I go back to the front and I go, I'm really, I'm looking for a conditioner between the price of like $45 to $65, $40 to $60, something like that. And her and her friend, they're young gals, love them. Um, <laughs> like their face just has this shock. And she looks at me and she goes, Why? <laughs> Which is probably what the vast majority of you listening are thinking, right? <laughs> and I go, that's just like that's just what I use, and I'm out. And they go, well, I think they, you know, I think Fred Myers has it, and they do, and they have it in a locked case. But if you're hardcore about your hair, you know, you're not supposed to buy hair products from grocery stores, especially things like, you know, uh, most of you are probably familiar with Paul Mitchell, so things like that. It says right in the bottle, do not buy from a grocery store. It could be tampered with, could be old, could be this, could be that. So if you are like hardcore about your hair, your stylist has trained you exactly what products to buy, what to do, what not to do, you know, where to go, etc. So my stylist has done a very good job at training me of, you know, where to go, what to buy. So I said, okay, you know, thank you so much. Um, I'll have to try there. And I walked out of the store and I didn't buy anything. So my point to this story is no matter if you, you know, sell, um, what, what can we say? No matter if you sell pillowcases or you sell fly fishing ties or you sell consulting or you're a speaker or you're a coach, just remember that there's a, there's a segment of your buyers. So I'm already a Sally's Beauty Supply buyer. So I've already pre-qualified myself as a customer or qualified, excuse me, myself as a customer by actually buying their stuff. I've had great experiences with their stores. So I, I'm in this segment of people who've already bought stuff from you who might be willing to pay a little more to buy something really cool or something really premium or something really personal, right? Something like that. So I, Sally's Beauty Supply didn't get to sell me anything that day because they didn't have anything that met my needs. Now, they might have been able to sell me something because I was completely out of conditioner, so I needed, I needed like a Band-Aid, something that would might take me to the next time I could buy my conditioner, you know, so their sales team might have been able to sell me like a $20 conditioner. If they could explain to me like, hey, because this is a beauty supply store, our prices are lower, um, so it's really, it's really the same kind of quality conditioner, but it's a great deal, blah, blah, blah. Like, but because they weren't even aware, and maybe it's because I can't pronounce the name, but <laughs> they weren't even really aware of the premium line that I was trying to find, they couldn't relate it to anything. So they couldn't, it, unfortunately at that time it's a downsell, but they still could have got money out of me. I'm in their store, I need what they have, and they did not convert me. So two very important lessons here. So number one, 
always, always have a premium offer. You might only sell one a year or five a year, um, but it would be, it's going to be very beneficial to you to be able to take those customers. Or let's say that you're a political activist and you have donors, right? It doesn't have to be customers, but be able to take those people who know, like, and trust you and be able to move them up as you go along. So to be able to get them into higher and higher and higher value packages, and I say value because I don't mean to just sell them stuff they don't need, I mean to solve their problems. So for me, dry, brittle, chemically treated thin hair is a problem for me, and I need to be able to protect my hair uh, from the elements. So that that's the lesson, is to make sure that whatever you're selling, that you do have a premium offer, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a higher price product, it could be um, a higher price service. So maybe Sally's has like an online store and they could have ordered it for me and I could have paid in the store, like whatever it is to be able to have that and not lose customers, not have customers come into your store, see that you don't have what they're looking for and then walk out. Most of us are so concerned about competing on price that we forget that there's this whole other value arena that we could be competing on. So be that be, you know, premium service, like being able to subscribe to uh, have my conditioner mailed out to me automatically so I never run out again. You know, these are the kinds of things that you can implement in your own business that can help people continue to get what they want without having to go other places. It's probably something that my salon should be doing for me, but they're busy running a salon. So a couple of nuggets for you today. I hope you got something out of that. Um, It really, really, I've been sitting with this for a few days. So this happened to me on Saturday and I haven't been able to talk about it until today. And I just keep thinking about it. I keep thinking about, you know, where in my own business can I deploy these tactics and how can I help my clients make sure that this doesn't happen to them? Um, it seems silly because it's only like a $40 sale that was missed out. But if their highest price product was $20 and I was looking for something in double or triple that range, I'm sure I'm not the only one. So if that happens to you, think about it. It's not necessarily you want to chase down every edge case, right? Sometimes you have to say, no, we don't do that or no, we don't offer that. But if it's something that's already in line with what you do, so in my case it's perfectly in line with everything else, um, then it's something to think about and explore and, you know, at the very least test, right? So that's it. That's all I have for you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got a lot out of that. And if you did, please share the podcast.